On today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we'll be discussing the Florida Panthers 7-3 loss against the Boston Bruins, where the goaltender on the other side looked like a Vesna Trophy candidate, while the other looked like he hadn't played in a while and looked a little bit rusty. We're going to discuss this and more on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Tuesday, December 20th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Mondoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Rodent, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Don't forget to also enter our contest for to win two free tickets to the Florida Panthers versus Vancouver Canucks game on Saturday, January 14th at FLA Live Arena by subscribing to the Locked On Florida Panthers YouTube channel and send in your screenshot and your five-star rating on whichever podcast app you listen to Locked On Panthers and send it over to me via DM at LO underscore FLA Panthers on Twitter or via email at Panthers at gmail.com. So Florida Panthers, they go into Boston. We knew this was going to be a very tough matchup against a team that came into the the night 16-0-2 on, on, on the season. Only we like we spoke about on yesterday's show, their two losses at home came via shootouts. And the Boston Bruins being healthier than expected from the beginning of the season after reports of Marshan and McAvoy Grizzly being out for an extended period of time, and they've just gotten their mojo from the start. Lena Salmark in his second season with the Boston Bruins just continuing to look like a Vesna Trophy candidate and is the favorite. And we saw that tonight. Florida Panthers got behind early, made made it a game, and then Boston took this one away. Four straight, four four unanswered goals, then three unanswered goals, then three unanswered goals. Uh, all all uh, the teams alternating those runs. And it came with, came with uh, really the Panthers uh, not jumping out to the fastest of starts on, on, on Monday in the first period. Um, but, even, but they did get the first chance. I mean, Colin White go um, in his first game back, uh, in in quite quite some time and a, a chance on right on Linus Allmark Hampus Lindholm uh crashes into his own goalie uh honestly even though that wasn't called a goal with the whole intent to blow the whistle that's not the reason why the Panthers lost the game um honestly once that shot happened I mean I went to 
write down all my notes as well, thinking that the play was over. And e- e- even even I thought the play was over. So uh, people might want to argue whether it should have been a goal or not. I, I, I thought it. I thought it was uh, the play was over. I was more upset really about the tripping calls that weren't called on Matthew Kachuk uh, by Brad Marchand that created a, um, excuse me that created a scoring opportunity for Brad Marchand uh, that created that created an open lane on Spencer Knight even though Spencer Knight made the save and even on that first goal by uh, Clifton uh, Denisenko was tripped before the the shot even happened from the left circle and uh, the Bruins know how to work the puck around. Took away the middle of the ice early for for the Panthers, eliminating neutral zone and rush chances. Uh, even on that second goal on the, on the rush, uh, the Brandon Carlo trailing, which that puck was just almost came out of the zone, but just didn't beats Knight from the point. And uh, it looked I don't know if Spencer Knight had a clear view from but from the TV angle, it looked like that he had time, no traffic in front, even though the Panthers were. Um, getting back on defense didn't look like that anyone was blocking him. Uh, and then uh, the third one, uh, two straight cross-sized passes, one uh, from the red line to the blue line uh, across uh, cross-ice, and then the the third, the second pass right in the neutral zone where Charlie Coyle beats Spencer Knight. And no, again, no traffic in front. That was uh, just a continuous theme for the Panthers, and then the Panthers down three nothing. Sam Bennett takes a penalty, and and just when it rained, it poured for the, for the Panthers. I mean, second period was really the start of the attack for the Panthers. Uh, one of multiple chances on Linus Allmark. We saw him on his back a lot, and the Panthers continuously hacking at him. That that was just one of them, and then uh, just boneheaded mistakes. Gus Forsling gets a delay of game penalty and David Pasternak uh, converts on a rebound by Spen- by Spencer Knight and Spencer Knight that was a very juicy rebound on that one um and it was four nothing and then uh the Panthers were down four nothing at one point against the Boston Bruins just a little over 3 years ago on November 12, 2019 you remember Mike Hoffman scoring a uh shootout winner Sam Montebo uh it, it, between the pipes for the Panthers in that game. Um, the, the Panthers made, made it, made it a game. I mean, the scoring three goals in a five minute, five minute and 20 second span. I mean, the Bruins were giving the puck away in their own zone for um, the Panthers were four checking. Well, uh, Rhino gets a second chance on Kirstead shot of his 400th point, by the way. Um, but then there was a, Randy Moeller caught this on the on the broadcast. Of course, he's there in person. We can't really see this from the camera because the camera doesn't always point to the bench. A possible too many men on the ice that was possibly missed by the refs. Uh, but even even then, uh, a chance to come back in that five minute and twenty second span. Uh, Montour just skating through the zone, forcing the Bruins the Bruins D to just be back to. Um, in their zone and then just that quick uh shot pass from Gus Forsling to Eric Stahl and Eric Stahl getting his seventh point in his last 10 games uh so he's starting to come alive and and even when Carter Hagee stole the puck and did the between the legs under to beat Allmark which was originally ruled no goal and then reviewed for a goal so not the best uh, officiating performance but the 
but they got that call right as far as uh, reviewing it and just multiple chances for Brandon Carlo and Lena and Lena Salmo to glove it. And then Brent, Brandon Carlo to get it into the glove of Lena Salmark. And then just Verhage pickpocketing Brandon Carlo and uh, Verhage uh, was uh, Brandon Carlo's daddy on that, uh, on that, on the, in that sequence. And I mean, even with that, the Panthers had a chance uh, on an illegal check to the head that Pasternak had on Gus Forsling, a chance to tie the game. Um, and even dealing with more injuries after that. I mean, Etu goes out for a bit. Zach Delpy even played some top-line minutes. Colin White played some top-line minutes for the the Panthers. I mean, the Panthers have been limping. Bark, of course, Barkoff doesn't play again. Anton Lundell doesn't play again. Uh, Radko Gudis doesn't play again. But just... They had their chances despite uh, them being down. And when when you get your hopes up, nope. Just comeback catch just isn't a thing this year. They cut it close, but it's just ha- comeback hasn't been completed. And the fifth goal right before the uh, second intermission, I don't know if Spencer Knight thought the goal was in um, from Hampus Lindholm when it was off the post. And then uh, David Krejci picks it up and... And shoots it, shoots it in off the rebound. But I, I don't know if Spencer thought it, that was in. But it's just a, a little mental error by Spencer Knight. And I, I mean, he's starting his first game in how many weeks since the Winnipeg game? No, I don't. I think that was now. That's like two weeks ago, more like I, I forget. Dates are dates are weird to uh, really uh, catch up on when when you're just living in the moment when in the season. But I think it was two weeks ago now. Um, but just, and three to four times we saw in that period, we saw Linus Allmark on his back, the Eric Stahl line created chances, the Kachuk line created chances as well in, in, le- in, in a less than a minute span. And also being down by two, a four on three opportunity with so much open ice and that trip by Etulus Theranen on Charlie McAvoy. Mm, mm, not a fan of that. Um, I thought McAvoy embellished uh, a little bit, and uh, but of course that slash, you know, four on four, for Hagen gets hooked, and and you still have so much open ice on that four on three, and then there's not a lot of puck movement when you've been dominating in the last two periods. And I don't know what happened with the with the Panthers. It's just overthinking a lot on that. That was your chance, and they didn't get an op- they didn't give themselves an opportunity to. Uh, cut the cut the deficit to one but i mean anyways that 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 goal even prior to that was really the the that told that told me that the panthers were just not going to come back i mean and then patrice bergeron getting the last two goals neutral zone turnover and then um when bergeron takes it by himself he's not going to miss often and then that last one just to really put the icing on the cake for for the bruins i mean a shot that was bounced off a Panthers player and then Patrice Bergeron gets the um gets gets it and then beats Spencer Knight. I mean Spencer Knight, 19 of 26, 731 save percentage on that one after not playing for over two weeks. And it's just uh and Linus Allmark on the other side, uh, a guy who's likely the favorite to win the Vesna this year. I mean, he had a winning record, even though goalie wins are in stats. He had a winning record in his last season with Buffalo, on on a se- in, in a season where 
they won the lottery after and got the number one overall pick in Owen Power. Like, there were signs that this guy was was pretty damn good. And people, some people thought it was an overpay, but it, it's turning out to be the right decision. And they ha- they got another young, young and up-and-coming goaltender in Jeremy Swayman as well, um, who the Panthers saw in their second matchup. But Linus Allmark, man, even there was also a sequence where the puck was the, the so many Panthers on the blue paint, and then the puck gets loose towards the toward and bounces towards the blue line. Gus Forsling uh, has a slap shot, and then uh, Linus Allmark just glove, um, glove saves it like it's nothing, generating so many opportunities. And the difference in this game was goaltending for the Panthers, and when it's when you get gold, great goaltending at one point, then and lack of offense or silly D defense giving up man rushes. Once again, it's always something different. And once again, it's all uh, it's always a different injury as well for for the Panthers. Even though Etulu Sterena was able to come back in this game for the Panthers, but in segment number two, we're gonna discuss the the where the Panthers really stand with goaltending for for the Panthers. We're going to spend a segment talking about that um, here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about BetOnline. And BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football, college bowl season, basketball. We've got it all at BetOnline. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use a mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Second segment here on this Tuesday, December 20th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers lose to the Boston Bruins by a final score of 7-3 to at the TD Garden. And just a overall not-so-good performance by the goaltending for the Panthers. And I've been, I've been very, I, I try not to put too much blame on, on, on goaltending whenever it comes to like recaps or just talking about the state of the team. But I will give Spencer a little bit of a pass after not, after not playing for a couple of weeks. Dealing with an illness, even though he was good enough to be a backup. But even Paul Maurice said it after the game where the only way you learn is by going out there, putting on the mask, and just playing. And just the lateral movement of Spencer Knight wasn't there. Just the ability to get back up after a rebound was just not there. The and even giving up the juicy rebounds as well. It was just quite quite a bit. And the perimeter shots too. Not a lot of traffic. And those goals were going in. Under Pat it was all it was five hole. There was one under the blocker um as well. Just overall bad goaltending performance. And Spencer Knight will acknowledge that too. He's not gonna he but he's a very even killed person. 
He knows that he is going to be ready for his next one. And honestly, if I'm Paul Maurice, you know what? Put him in the next game. Put him put him there. Why not? The bet the the best way for him the best way for him to get over this is to start the next game and start it quickly versus a lot of time in between starts. And that's what I would do if I were the coach. Sergey Bobrovsky has had a big workload over the last few weeks. I mean, he's used to it. But give Spencer Knight the next start. I'd like to I'd like to see what this kid can do. And we've seen so many brilliant flashes of him. I hope this is just one. And we don't see a lot of these again. But that's in my opinion, the best way to forget about Monday's performance. And I got something and I got a tweet in my mentions uh, on Monday, like in the, I believe it was after the fifth goal asking why is Rob Robert Tallis still the coach? I mean, for those of you who haven't followed the Panthers uh, as that long, I mean, Robert Tallis has been the co- the goaltending coach longer than I've been a fan of the Panthers. I started, for those of you guys who need a reminder, I've been following this team since 2012. Robert Tallis has been w- with the organization since 2009. So multiple coaching staffs uh, for, for the Panthers. So he's been through Peter DeBoer. He's been through Gerard Gallant. He's been through Bob Bugner. He's been through Joel Quenville. He's been through Andrew Burnett, now Paul Maurice. And sure, the you you could put some blame on Robert Tallis on on how Sergey Borowski has played Spencer Knight at times, even not being able to develop a Jacob Markstrom or a Sam Montembeau. But on a night like tonight. If you're looking at tonight specifically, not the whole grand scheme of things for the Panthers, half of the shots, half of the goals that Spencer Knight let in were perimeter shots with no traffic. Regardless of coaching, you got to make those saves. And does he, and does Talis deserve some blame? Yes, yes. I'm not denying that. But. When it's just getting under the blocker, when it's not even a slot shot, and I mean, the 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 Bruins were getting their fair share of slot shots in the first period. I believe it, the advantage was like six to two in the first period, and then the Panthers really buckled it down, uh, and they were controlling the play. I mean, the shots on goal to end this game for the Panthers. I mean was like 38 to 27 I believe 38 to 39 to 26 and Spencer Knight letting in seven of them 19 of 26 731 save percentage it's it's just flat out got to be better and I'll uh I'll give him a little bit of a pass for for not starting for a few weeks. But and 
maybe a little bit of nervousness as well because he played his he played two seasons at Boston College. It's a place that he loves coming to. It's a little bit of a homecoming every time he plays. Maybe a little bit of nervousness came into his mind for when he played there. But still, that's not an excuse to perform the way he did. And he will he will say that as well. This is this is not this is this isn't news to him or this isn't gonna be insightful information for him specifically. But again, have him start the next game. I would love, love to see him start the next game. It's I mean also with the next game, you give the opponent that you just recently faced a different goaltender versus what you had the previous game. And just really the the Valley Sports broadcast, I mean, they really mentioned it from the second game on. The Panthers would have just been hobbling all season long with Ekblad's injury to start. And how many how many times is Radko Gudis going to be a game time decision and then him not play? Damn it, you're getting my hopes up, Paul Maurice. <laughs> Hope we, hopefully we could see Radko Gudis the next game. By the way, for Barkov's status, uh, I, I I had not even mentioned this yet. Barkov's day to day. That's your Barkov update. But after the way Nico Heizer. Uh, got his stick onto the knee. I'm not going to expect Barkoff to play on Wednesday. Lundell hasn't even hit the ice for the Panthers. I'm not expecting him to play Wednesday nor Friday. He's probably going to be back after the holiday break. But man, this holiday break couldn't have come at a better time for this Panthers team. The holiday break is when Patrick Hornquist is eligible to come back from LTIR as well on the 29th against Montreal. Anthony Duclair started skating. We have a lot. We will have a lot to talk about with the six days off that the Panthers will have once we get back from the Christmas weekend. But let's not Let's not count our egg, our eggs before they hatch. Let's just get through these next two games first before before we do. In segment number three, we are going to go around the league. We are going to maybe even look maybe even look at the standings and talk about where the Panthers stand because they just can't put things together right now it's just as up and down as can be and of course preview the game on wednesday where we recently just saw this opponent in the new jersey devils so keep it right here on the lockdown florida panthers podcast third and final segment here on the lockdown florida panthers podcast on this tuesday december 20th edition of the show where the florida panthers drop their game against the boston bruins by final score of seven to three at the TD Garden. So some scores around the league. Uh, 
the Dallas Stars defeat the Columbus Blue Jackets by a final score of two to one. Well, also uh, speaking of the Blue Jackets, I'm Boone Jenner. He's going to be out for at least uh, four weeks, um, and is going to be getting surgery um, as well. So another blow injury wise for the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Washington Capitals defeat the Detroit Red Wings. Let's see if Ovi scored. Uh, I don't see that Ovi scored. So what a, what an incredible story that would have been for Alexander Ovechkin to tie Gordy Howe's record against Gordy Howe's team. Uh, the Nashville Predators defeat the Edmonton Oilers by a final score of four to three in overtime. And the current games that are going on, Isles versus Avalanche zero zero. Avalanche are going through a their fair share of injuries. Gabe Landeskog still out. Um, Buffalo's defeating uh, Vegas right now. Oh, uh, Jack Eichel facing against his uh, former team. Um, and the Montreal Canadiens and the Arizona Coyotes are tied at one right now. And you know what? I'm, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to look at the standings. And right now, the Panthers' goal differential, right back at zero. Mediocre. As mediocre as can be. And uh, right now, they're four points out of a playoff spot right now. And all you just got to do is get three or four wins together. And it hasn't happened yet. We hear all about this even on the broadcast. Even even other fellow media members have said the Panthers are going to go on their run. And there's so, only so much I could beat the dead horse until until it actually happens. Uh, then we could be optimistic about the Panthers make uh, making the postseason. But right now it's uh, it's not looking good for, for the Cats. And you know what? The way the Panthers dominated those last two periods, if they get a decent amount of goaltending, that could be a very, very fun first-round matchup. I'm not expecting... At this point, I'm not expecting the Panthers to be in the top three with... Boston, Toronto, Tampa Bay. They're going to be scratching and clawing for that wild card. It's going to come down to the last final game, final five games. And the this is a little bit of a gauntlet that the Panthers are going through right now. You just recently faced two first place teams in the Devils and the Bruins recently faced a hot Penguins team who just recently had their winning streak snapped by Carolina. That was a great, that was one hell of a matchup between uh, Carolina and uh, Pittsburgh um, for positioning in the Metro Division. You're going to get New Jersey again, and then this is the important one: one of the teams that are right in front of you in the New York, New York Islanders, and you have two wins over them. Of course, the the Islanders are are a team you be again you've beaten twice, and they've had a little bit of growing pains with getting a new system after firing Barry Trotz this off season. But this could be a very very different Islanders team that the Panthers come up against when they visit UBS Arena on Friday. But right now, the Panthers have the New Jersey Devils once again ahead of them. 
thankfully. Darn facing Carolina on Tuesday. So this could be very favorable for the Cats. This could be. Um, it's a TNT nationally televised game. Uh, don't know who the broadcasters are yet. I haven't gotten an email on saying who they are. But the two games, oh, they might send the A team to the second game, the 930 game, because it's Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers versus Jason Robertson, Jake Ottinger, and the Dallas Stars. And uh, the Stuart Skinner just got an extension. So um, he might be the future of the Edmonton Oilers, along with uh, and Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl just being able to score at will. Um, TNT might send the, the B team to uh, South Florida for their uh, game for the Florida Panthers versus New Jersey Devils, but it's an opportunity to see a team that you recently saw, and who knows? Said it yesterday, and who knows? Nico Heizer could get a lot of booze every time he touches the puck at FLA Live Arena. Uh, that's after what happened with Barkoff on uh, on Saturday night. So th this one stings, even though uh, Panthers generate a lot of chances. If once again, if you get a little bit of decent goaltending, you could have maybe have gotten maybe a point out of this. But just bad performance by Spencer Knight. I can't say that enough of how not not great of a performance that was, but. We haven't seen too much of these. I mean, the other one I can think of is 8-2 to two against the Ottawa Senators last December. Just actually a year and five days ago. That was December 14th, uh, 2021. So just over a year ago. So it, hopefully this is the last one of the year for uh, Spencer. And we don't see this for a long time. Goalies are going to go through this. But once again... I hope Palm Reese starts in the next game. That's what I hope. And we'll see. The Panthers will be off tomorrow. And then uh, right before they uh, uh, face the New Jersey Devils because of them traveling back from Massachusetts. But tomorrow, uh, we might or might not have a Winans Wednesday on, when, on Wednesday due to Jacob being out of school and possibly going on vacation. So we might have a different type of episode on Wednesday uh, morning slash afternoon. So uh, just be prepared just in case uh, just in case we aren't able to uh, make it happen. We've been in communication about it, and this is a time where he's off of school. So I like to. So if he wants some, he, if he wants some time off, he deserves some time off. So we could have a wine ends Wednesday. We possibly won't have a wine ends Wednesday, so you'll know once the episode drops on Wednesday morning. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Sports Today. Locked On Sports Today give you a 20-minute or less podcast on the entirety of the sports scene, including exclusive interviews and the take of the day. 
Locked On Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team. Every day. <laughs>